0: So what's going on, Success as listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Man, episode 91. Yes, the big nine one. Man, we we're only a couple more episodes away from the big 100. Golly. <laughs> SEC, if you've been with me the whole entire two years, which I know there are a couple of you guys that are out there that have been with me for over two years. Man, this has been a journey, a trip, and a vacation all wrapped up into one. (laughs) Totally has. And obviously with that trip and that journey and that vacation, if you're a first-time listener, I would ask you to stick around for the Success Edge podcast because obviously we come at you with real-world examples from real people that are out there in the trenches in the marketplace you know, doing business God's way and obviously succeeding God's way, whether it be they're a doctor, dish digger, you know, truck driver, lawyer, uh, all the full scope of whoever we can find that is actually succeeding God's way in the marketplaces, who we actually have on the show or what we talk about on the show. That is the whole message behind the Success Edge podcast. And guys, here's the thing. I do have an announcement to make. And, you know, some, you know, some podcasts that are out there, I know have been around for even maybe a shorter period of time than, you know, the Success Edge podcast. But you know what? This is my baby. This has been something that I've been, you know, raising up over the, you know, last two years. And, you know, I know that some of their unique downloads are, you know, dwarf mine. But I am jacked about this. And here is my announcement. We... Just crested over 25,000. Yes, 25,000 unique downloads on the Success Edge podcast. Thank you. Yep, I know. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to the Success Edge podcast. It has been an awesome ride. It has put me in contact with so many different people around the world, um, and I've got more about that coming up here soon. But, man, I am so thankful that uh, this message – for the marketplace Christian is getting out there about success because God needs you to succeed God's way. And you need to know how to do that all the time. Basically, man, good stuff. Now for even more good stuff, man, this is not episode. Anyone's chock full of it, but David Robertson. Now here's the thing about David Robertson. David was actually a long-time listener of the Success Edge. And, you know, David, how we kind of got to know each other was obviously through, you know, social media, actually Twitter. He would retweet some things. He would, uh, you know, reply back to me on Twitter on different occasions. And I would get to know David just basically that way. And then David kind of reached out to me and said, hey, man, you know, I've got something in my heart I really want to share. And I'd love to talk. You know with you about that and see if it might make sense to come on the success edge podcast and i was like man absolutely so david has exactly the same heart and same passion about business and doing ministry in the marketplace as i do and he is success-minded and i know that you're going to get a ton out of his episode. Now his episode, obviously you can go to the success backslash 91 to get all of David's show notes and how to connect with David. But I do want to mention this one thing about David. David has a special offer out there. And if you wanted to go and click on, you know, obviously his show notes, or if you re- can remember, remember this David Robertson dot biz backslash sec. He has a special offer that he is offering exclusively the SEC community. Now, here's the deal. This offer is a free assessment that he is going to be doing for you and some biblical principles that will help you in business. I am so thankful that David was willing to do this and offer this actually on the show. Man, gang, tune into this episode, listen to this listen to this episode because I'm telling you he has the same passion, same heart as a ton of my interviewees that I've had on here and probably will have David back at some point in time. So without any further ado, let's jump into this interview and I'll catch you on the other side. So what's going on, Success has listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you guys. As usual, man, I got a very special guest in the house, Mr. David Robertson. And man, David has been a, uh, golly, David, I think a little, a long time subscriber to the success edge podcast, if I'm not mistaken about that.
1: Yes. Yes, I have. All right,
0: good. And you know, here's the thing about David, David reached out to me and we got to chatting and we have a kindred spirit and that kindred spirit is we want you to be successful in your marketplace, wherever you're at, whether that's you're a business owner or employee or an entrepreneur, you know we don't care. We want you to be as successful as possible, and David sa- shares the same passion for that, for especially the marketplace, and uh, that's why I wanted to bring him on the show because he's got some good projects coming up uh, with his business that he has, and uh, very excited to have David on the show. So David, welcome out uh, to
1: the show. Well, thank you, Tyler. It's it's uh, great to meet you and great to see you in person here over the over the screen. But I know uh, I'm, I'm It's I'm looking like technology,
0: to it. man. Technology is yeah. great. Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and by, by the way, SEC, I failed to mention that uh, David has been married for over eight years now, and they have a 14 month old son named William. And I can attest that having a 14 month old run around. Is that's a job in in and of itself, right there? Because uh, he is probably all boy, and he probably wants to get into everything. Is that a probably accurate statement, David?
1: Absolutely. He he's just started walking about a month ago. Oh and oh, um, Jesus. last week he just discovered the joy of water fountains at a oh. at a local park. So we've been there three times in the last week.
0: Man, isn't that great?
1: Yes, Man. it is. It, it was it was really awesome.
0: <laughs> that is funny seeing him get squirted by all the water and everything in there and discovering yeah. that. That's good stuff right there. Well, David, obviously you know the drill uh that we do uh on here. And uh, we always ask uh, our guests to, you know, share, obviously, uh, a little bit of their background of their story and uh, how they became a Christian. So go ahead and take it away, David.
1: All right. Well, um, I, my grandfather was a first-generation Christian, lifelong missionary to Peru, and uh, my dad was a pastor and an entrepreneur, and he had owned several businesses in his lifetime. So quite literally, I was raised... Um, in a relationship with Jesus and um, ministry and in business at the same time so I remember um, growing up in the in the church when my dad was a pastor when we were younger and then also visiting the office when I was younger um, to his insurance office in portland um, the uh, you know quite one of the, one of the earliest memories I can remember just to kind of share a little bit about how I was raised, um, was being in a, on a, going on a family road trip, um, where I had three brothers, uh, um, three brothers and sisters at the time and I would get, I got stuck on the or I actually volunteered to sit in the middle seat, um, in the back of the car and that, Oh, that's a rough uh, seat to
0: sit on right there.
1: We, we we called it the hump seat back then. Yeah, so
0: still is uh, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I would volunteer to sit in that seat um, because my parents would listen um, to business and motivational tapes. Uh, my dad would, um, so and I would I would kind of lean up in between the two seats and and try to hear as much as I could about those. And I absolutely loved it. it was, I was only eight or ten years old, but I absolutely f- fell in love with um, business and the potential. It was actually um, maybe a a, a small um, connection my tapes that we that um first introduced me into business and nice. um, the 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 potential of business yeah and um so that was so i remember growing up completely engulfed in that i was a, all my other brothers and sisters really hated the hated the the tapes and the the videos or the um the messages and stuff like that but i but i really got a got a kick out of it um but I also remember on the other side growing up in church and um doing um doing service projects to or serving at the food bank at our church and stuff like that and I remember thinking um how do you reach the um, how do you reach the more influential the more um uh the wealthier side of society with christ um who can provide healthy jobs because isn't that a better way to to solve problems than um just providing food Um, so it's it was a a kind of i grew up i don't get me wrong i do value the do value the food pantry at our at our church and stuff like that but um from from a very early age i made the connection between what business provides and how it can how it can help people a healthy job or a healthy career um how that really has ministry to people's family and to the people around them um so that that kind of that both that love for Christ and his church as well as the the love for um business kind of um, kind of pulled me in and out of ministry for just about fifteen years so um Recently, though, in the last year or so, I've come to kind of a comfortable peace about the relationship between business and ministry. Uh, there's a group um, that I'm involved with in Cincinnati, Ohio, that they call it business Um business done with the purpose of serving other people and um, providing for the kingdom. And um, so, yeah, right, right now I'm currently growing my fourth company uh, called Growth Point Marketing and Communication. Um, with my business partner, who's also my sister, and basically we're just out uh, working on how we can plan and promote and prosper our clients' businesses so that they can live free and ha- be able to to serve God completely. Um, so that's kind of kind of what we're doing. Uh, um, in addition to that, I do a lot of business and marketing coaching through a company called Kingdom Business Coaching. But that's that's kind of a wrap. It sums up.
0: Um, and so, and David, obviously, so you actually became a, you know, obviously your dad was a, uh, a minister, you know, did you give your heart to the Lord whenever you were young or, you know, how did that happen?
1: Well, I, yes, I did. Uh, I think I was seven years old or something at yeah. the time. I remember it was at a Christian bookstore. Um, so it was being, that was when I had made the, the commitment as far as I could understand at seven years old and, and since then it's, it's, it's definitely been a journey. It's definitely been a relationship that gets deeper and deeper and um especially recently um I'm learning it it encompasses all areas of my life. It's not just a not just something I do on a weekend. It's it's a yeah. um it's more a relationship and a and a constant conversation with our heavenly father.
0: Yeah. Well, let's come back to that right there. That little last little part that you said, you know, cause I know it's going to segue into some other things I want to talk about, but you know, obviously one of the things I always like to ask is, you know uh, what's your favorite Bible verse that uh, kind of gets you through. And uh, also, you know, David, how does, how's that Bible verse, you know, unpackage that a little bit and how's that a Bible verse apply, you know, to your uh, business tree as you call it
1: hmm Well, Tyler, uh, let's see. My favorite verse is Ephesians two ten. Um, and that is great oh, verse, by the way. Yeah, I it's one of the I memorized Ephesians two, eight, eight, nine, and ten. Um, but I've really f- have fallen in love with two ten because of the implications it has um for how I run my life and how I live my life. Um, and that is um the for we are God's. I'm going to read it in the Amplified version because that's I, the best I, I version it, right there to read it, it in, it, man. I tell
0: it, you, it,
1: it unpacks it quite yes, a bit. It, does. it says, "For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated or reborn in Christ Jesus, that we may do those good works which God planned out beforehand for us, that we should walk walk in them, living the good life which He pre- prearranged and made ready for us." Um, the more traditional version says we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do the good works that he has set up in, in advance for us to live out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even in the new uh, the NIV, it says, you know, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God pre uh, prepared in advance for us to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
0: I mean, that's good stuff right there, David. So what? So, yeah. so talk, talk, talk to us talk to us listeners, you know, what is that, how's it, how's that applying? What does that mean? You know, David?
1: Somebody. Well, I think it means two things. Um, uh, this, I think the verse gives, uh, first of all, it gives me freedom from fear. Mm. Uh, most of my life I would say I've lived, lived in fear and lived in, uh, this, uh, hesitation to live in my gifts, live in my gifting and, um, what this verse is, is it allows me to look at my life and say, you know what, these things have been pre-arranged, pre predestined, pre-planned out, that these good things, they're not mine, they're not done out of selfish ambition, they're done out of, um, done because the Lord has set them up for me to do that. And so when I step into my gifts and I step into my calling and I step into uh, my career, whatever it may be... Um, it allows me to act boldly because I I know my father who loves me has set it up in advance for me to live this out. Mm. Um, but the second thing it does is it it emphasizes my responsibility to steward um, mm. through my life. You know, uh, if early on before I started understanding the practical application of what Christ did on the cross, it it was. Uh, the basic understanding that he took everything, all my sin from me, and it has no effect on my relationship with God or no effect on my position um, in heaven. And so all the the bad things that I've done or could ever do have been taken on the cross and forgiven and that mercy and that grace. But then also, according to Ephesians 2.10, all the good stuff that I do has also been taken and has no effect on my position or standing on Christ. In heaven, or with my relationship with God. So, if everything bad—that's real, David.
0: That's really good, right there. What you just said is it because you know about even the good works that you do. It's they're almost a
1: moot point.
0: Uh, am I right about that? Is that here what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, that's that's when I read that verse and it came alive for me the, for the for the first time. And that's why this verse is my favorite. Is I realize that. If everything bad I did had no effect on my position, and everything good I do has no effect on it, really, what what is my purpose in life? What what do I really have? And it, as, as I started unpacking that in prayer and um, some meditating, I realized that what I'm left with is that I'm a representative of the kingdom of God. Everything is His, and the opportunities that He has given me are because I'm a I'm a a steward of the King, um, and it's up to me to make the decisions and identify those good things that he has set up for me to do and then use them. So the gifts that He's given me, I have an accountability to my creator to use them or the, the opportunities that have come up that uh, maybe in business or the way I serve people around me, they're all, it's, it's all about stewardship at this point. Um, It's nothing's mine. It's all his. And it, this verse in my, And the way I see it, it just increases my responsibility to stewardship. It highlights that responsibility. Mm -hmm.
0: But, you know, at the same time, you said, you know, one of your first points is it gives you the freedom. Yeah. You know, that it's already been laid out before you. I mean, it does, you know, say in there that, you know, that we should walk in them, you know. So there is a, you know, somewhat of a condition that, you know, you could... Not decide to walk in those. And obviously that's not the right decision to make. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you are um, in that, in the center of God's will, you know, you're at the perfect place, you know, and always at the perfect timing for everything of your life. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen yeah. to that. That's good stuff right there. I like it, man. I like it and I like the aspect of the good as well because um you know with the yeah, it that was just really good what you pulled out of that, David. So but David, I want to go back to what you said a little um you know as you're kind of talking about how you became a Christian and and so forth, you know, it, it sounded like more of kind of an aha moment maybe for you when you actually realized you know, that, um, you know, that God was, you know, that you weren't just some, it sounded kind of in, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, a Sunday Christian. And then basically everything else is, you know, how you, whatever you wanted to do the rest of your day or week, you know, but the God was interwoven through the whole entire course of the day and week and what you did in business, what you did in relationship with your wife. I mean, was that kind of an aha
1: moment that you kind of discovered along the way? Absolutely. Um, You know, as I – growing up in kind of equally one foot in business and one foot in ministry, uh, there was still the separation that I experienced for – and really it was a a struggle for almost – close to 10 or 15 years. Um, It's a a blurry line because it was a constant maturing and growing process, but it's a – there was a struggle to separate um what I did, my heart and my love for God and my heart and my love for business um, there's a constant there's this um, uh, multiple personality, I guess you could say that I kind of grew into at first and then just as slowly as um, really as I started spending time in in prayer and spending time in fact the the turning point of, I guess that would be would be um, one of the Uh, One of the businesses I started, I had absolutely no money to start it, and it was kind of an opportunity that was kind of thrust at me. Um, And I decided – I prayed, and I said, God, I I have no money to tithe, so I'm going to tithe my time. So I spent 2.4, 2 hours and 20 minutes of my day every morning, the first um, 10 percent of my day in prayer and prayer. And uh, meditation and worship in Him, and the the further I did that, the more I realized that this is these the gifts and these experiences that I was um, and the the benefit of uh, having a friendship and relationship with God that I was experiencing in ministry. I could also bring that into business and use that in the marketplace as well. So uh, it it became um, a lot it became real to me at, at that point. The more I started spending time in, in, in the word and spending time in prayer.
0: So, so obviously, I mean, the, the biz, the business I'm going to try to <laughs> It's, it, it's
1: the business tree. Is the that what you're trying tree. to say? Yeah. yeah I was trying to B-I-C- say I- that. B i z n i s t r y business tree.
0: Business tree. Okay. You know, See, I I mean, I, I think that there's a, there's so many Christians and I was and specifically in the marketplace, David, that they're just confused, you know, I mean, I'm just going to call for what it is. You know, they got that, you know, multiple personality or split personality, like you said, of, of, you know, thinking, okay, I've got to do my Sunday morning thing. But, you know, but here I am, I'm in business and, you know, I'm, I'm right now, I'm reading a book right now, um, by a great author, uh, and it's a, it's a marriage book and, but, uh, you know, he talks about being kingdom minded and, you know, being, you know, every decision you make should be filtered through, you know, the great commission, okay. You know, mm. of making disciples, you know so where you work should be filtered through that where you um you know where you go to church where you live what kind of car you drive what kind of you know uh restaurant you eat out should almost every decision be filtered through the great commission and you know but at the same time in the book and I'm not criticizing him you know, it's just kind of something that kind of comes through comes through it because he comes from a ministry background as a as a pastor um and one of the things he talks about in there you know, is it's almost like the only service that you're able to do or, you know, the Great Commission that you're able to do is go go do mission work or go serving, you know, uh serving the homeless, you know, shelters or whatever. But you know, what you're saying is you had the realization that God's God's with you right there in that business transaction or starting up a business, like you're trying to, either way. Mm-hmm and that you can actually be effective and have that kingdom mentality of, you know, adding, you know, uh, disciples or, you know, ministering to people irregardless of where you're at. Is that, am yeah. I right about that?
1: Y- yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I forget where I read this statistic, but it's 76, uh, 70, between 75 and 80% of, um, Americans say that they they use the language that they they hate their job mm. that they're dissatisfied not that they're dissatisfied or that they're looking for better opportunities but that, that they literally hate their they hate their work and um, in I've gone through that period myself because being in business there was a period where I had to had to get a job and had to make some repairs on my life but the um, and I, I absolutely despised what I was doing working for someone else and what I as time when I, when I think about it now when I when I was in that time and I could and I was hating my work hating my job I could not take my eyes off myself it was it was all self all the perspective was on myself mm. why I deserve something better why I should be somewhere else why I should get this promotion or why I should do this I should do that and when when I was in that when I'm in that mindset I it's very hard for me to take my eyes off myself and be Christ to the mm-hmm. those around me. So if you look at if you look at what God's purpose from the very beginning from creation was to dwell and be with the people that he created and loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a Christian, with the Holy Spirit inside of us and Christ inside of us and, and our relationship, Ephesians says we're seated in heavenly places, um, with, with all of that that comes as our identity from Christ, we we have the ability and now we are the the tool that God uses to live and dwell among the people he created and loves. But if, if our eyes are focused on how much we hate our work, um, then there's a it's hard where our eyes are focused on or there's a separation between church and work or faith and work then it, it's very hard to maintain that be that presence of god among the people that um, god loves so much
0: oh david 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 what are you doing to me man like <laughs> wanting to make me like just come unglued david that is a fantastic thing what you just said because it is such an accurate picture. You know, if you sit there and sit there and say, you know, I hate my job, I hate my job. Well, just even the fact that you're saying, I, 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 right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: is nothing but selfishness, you know, at its core. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, I should have something better. I don't like what I'm doing. I should be doing something different. But, you know, if... Um, If you really boil it down and you changed your little attitude, okay, and decided, all right, you know what? I believe that God orders my steps, right? And based upon that belief that God orders my steps, I believe that he's got me the right place at the right time, it might be pretty uncomfortable. I just, I'm, I'm thinking of when you were talking, I thought of Joseph, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I guarantee you Joseph really didn't like being a slave. I guarantee you he didn't really like being, you know, the warden's uh, little whipping boy, you know, running the whole place.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you. But never one time do you hear him complaining about it because, you know, he realized the bigger vision for his life and he never lost sight of that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know and you know even even it was recorded twice I remember this I I can see in my old bible where I circled it twice that it said that Joseph served Potiphar and that it even says that Joseph served the butler and the baker I think Mm -hmm. I'm saying those two two right but anyway it's it's, it says that, that he served them and Man, anyway, David, you you got me off on a tangent with that, right <laughs> but it, but you're you're right, David, you're right that we don't have to you know say we hate our job.
1: Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. It's a it's when when we get caught in that mindset where it's the exact exact opposite mindset that leads to success. Yeah, in my opinion. It's yeah, the, no, absolutely. It, it's the it's. Uh, Whenever we start focusing on that, the first two businesses I started, um, I jumped into business because I jumped out of ministry for financial from because the finances just weren't having it for me, and jumped into business all for myself. It was purely selfish motivated, and those first two businesses um, sunk like a rock, uh, and almost no money was generated, and the successes that I've had, uh, varying levels of successes, as a they, as I've progressed, some of it is just because I've learned, but a lot of it is because understanding that um, that the heart of a servant is is really what it what it all comes down to.
0: Absolutely, because in in my humble yet accurate opinion, you know, if you if you have a servant's mentality, you know, then you truly are a steward, right? Mm-hmm. and yeah you're outwardly focused and you know, you have the faith knowing, knowing this. I mean, I'll just, from my perspective, I know that like there was a period in my life where that I had that attitude of like, I hate my job. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell on myself sec. I'm telling on myself right now. Yours truly, Tyler McCart had that attitude. And I remember I transitioned into another job and and then I and then I again was I can't stand this I hate this blah 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 and you know what's funny is that I didn't perform well at those jobs imagine yeah. that yeah <laughs> I mean I mean can, it, it's a it, they're not mutually exclusive things right mm-hmm. and then I moved into another job and I had the same attitude which was a bad attitude of like I can't stand this. And, you know, thankfully, thankfully, God, you know, um, God by his grace, because obviously that was where I needed it. I just needed his grace. I, didn't, I just didn't know any better. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did so, so poorly in that third job that I was asked to be, to resign. Okay. I mm. was asked to resign Um, so I wrote my little resignation letter, you know, under that pretext of being asked to, and I moved out of that into where that all of a sudden I'm like, okay, Lord, um, where do you want me? And then I moved into what I am, I have today, the company I'm with today. And I heard an audio actually from one of those Amway tapes, (laughs) (laughs) all right, which changed my mindset, which said, Basically, I said is you can't, you know, be Jekyll and Hyde. You have to do well at your job and have a good attitude on your job at the same time as, you know, doing what you would love to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's you need to be a good ambassador. You need to be an ambassador to the, you know, I'm using my words now, ambassador to the kingdom, you know, on your job. Yeah. And I mean, David, would you say that you know some of your failure moments were, were whenever you jumped out of the ministry thing and you start, tried to start up those two businesses? Those were you know just some failure moments that happened, you know, for you out
1: yeah. there. Yeah, you know, one of the the biggest um, uh, one of the biggest thing uh, ways I uh, probably the most pivotal and important failure moment I've had was when I think it was the second year of my, um, second business. I did our taxes and everything and everything net netted out to, um, I made $900 that year. Um, newly, newly married. Um, it did it again. I was doing it all self-serving, um, all for the money. And I, I sat back and I looked, I said, this is not working whatsoever. Um, my marriage was hanging on by a thread because it was all it, I was selfish I was young immature we got married at a fairly young age um, the reputation because um, this was a second second business in in two and a half three years um, my reputation was starting to dwindle um, the the people I had basically left left my church high and dry and um, left ministry and went into a, a church where I could uh, come late and leave early and go unnoticed. And, um, it was at a point where I said, I just need to get a job and go, go rebuild my life and start from the very beginning. So I did, I went and got that job. I, um, absolutely hated it, but I, I started and I said, I I have to do this if I'm going to stay married, number one. And if I'm going to, um, if anything's going to change in my life, I have to go back to the foundation and start living it living it, and learning it from the very beginning. So um, I did, and it, it got to the point where I, that moment started to take my eyes off myself, um, and it was a big growing moment because I started to realize that I was hurting other people through my selfishness, um, and so I just uh, sucked it up and— the attitude didn't change towards my work, but the attitude towards everybody else around me changed um, in my personal life. And that was the start of learning and getting that servant mentality in one. So that was, that was kind of the start of it. It was.
0: I mean, David, the, and I, I guess maybe I'm, I know I got a little passionate about what you were saying just a second ago, and I think you're right is you might not like exactly where you're at and that that's okay. Mm. You know I mean? Yeah. I mean, you, you just might not. And, um, I mean, cause like even I know that there's probably out of the several, you know, hundreds of listeners that are listening to this, you know, they're probably in the same boat, but you know, if you have a, if you can keep that vision of where you're going it'll mm-hmm. make the journey a lot more pleasant and the people around you you yeah, know a absolutely. lot more enjoyable cuz that's really who you're impacting mm-hmm. those people
1: around you yeah you know? absolutely hmm. and that, that that's where um you know in in a lot of episodes you talked about um people's definition of success and definition of um what what it looks like to be successful as a christian in the workplace and that it really you know in one of the um, in one of the i i teach a course on biblical entrepreneurship right now and um in one of the lessons we there's a verse in proverbs uh proverbs 331 i think it is um where it says um basically i'm going to paraphrase paraphrase it this is, it basically says don't envy the impressor and um choose none of his ways and in that class, what we do is we kind of break down and we list um, what what does an oppressor look like? Why would we envy him? He might have power. He might have authority. He might have influence. He might have money. So we list that in one column. And then the other column we list what are some of the ways he gets that. And that's through um, dishonesty, through manipulation, through um, – uh, through violence, through force, through, you know, we just list all those things. And then we say, so if we're not supposed to envy the oppressor, and we're not supposed to practice any of his ways, then we go make that same chart over um, for for the, a Christian or for a someone who is following Christ. And we say, so what are some of the characteristics of a, of a Christian? Or what are some of the benefits of that Christians experience? And it immediately kind of starts going over to the, uh i don't i don't want i want to be careful how i communicate it but it um i'm going to say fluffy stuff it immediately starts going over to oh well we have peace we have joy we have um the fruits of the spirit and i don't want to say fluffy stuff like it's unimportant but it, it um but all of the other stuff that was listed on the oppressor side gets left out the the power the authority the influence uh, the money the um, all of that gets, starts to get left out, and I, at that point, I start to challenge the challenge the in the course. I start to challenge those the people in the classes. Are the power, authority, money, and all of that? Are those really left out of the the book for a Christian? Um, does a uh, does the definition of success look di- that much different, or is the way we get there look different? Um, and I think it's. I think the the way we get there is completely different. Um, but we have to start with what is what is uh, what does it look like to be successful? Um, and I think it looks a lot of, for my own personal view, my own personal uh, life, my picture of success looks very much similar to what the world might consider successful. It looks like a successful business. It looks like profit. It looks like um, employees. It looks... Like influence, it looks like some authority and um, money and comfort in my life. Um, but I guess the the biggest thing we have to start is saying, well, well what's the purpose of it all? What what is the reason for it? Uh, what's the reason for business? What's the reason for wealth? Um, and for the most people, it's for freedom. Mm. And I um, I take it a step further and say, what's the purpose of freedom? And when we look at um in Exodus when Moses tells when God tells Moses, go to go to the Pharaoh and um tell him, Let my people go so that they may worship me and serve me. Um I, I believe God's purpose for freedom is to worship and serve him. Um so the, the the way we use our success, the way we use our the way the way we get to success and the, what we use this that success for is completely different than what the world says.
0: Boom, man. I like it, David. I like the, you know, the definition because, you know, it, it a little bit of it, you know, does look like the same kind of thing, you know, from a world standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think that Christians, you know, I, I would probably say that most Christians, you know, even probably include myself. If I was taking that course, you're talking about, I would put all, you know, the, 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 we'll call the spiritualized stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, which is all well and good and is necessary and needs to, you know, be there. But at the same time, you know, yeah, you got to make a profit, you know? Um, Yeah. You know, you got to have employees, you got to have employee benefits, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you got to have happy employees, right? Exactly. Um, I mean, there are things that you you know, have to have in order to be a successful business person. And, you know, I think the the foundation is what well, really is just the path and how you get there. And I like yeah. that, David. I like that, uh, you know, definition of success a lot. I really, really do.
1: Well, when you, when you look at it, it, it's that when you're – the purpose of your business or your career or your finance, I mean, uh, let's be honest with – that typically none of us want to live in poverty. Uh, we, want, we want some freedom. We want some margin. And that freedom, if if that freedom, if God's purpose for freedom is so that we can worship and serve God with our time, with our talent, with our treasure, um, then that is as as we have, quote unquote, what the world might call success. As we have that, the way we use that is to worship God you know every every time i share that someone someone inevitably says well what does that mean does that mean we should uh work hard and um build our wealth and save our money and then when, when we retire then we can serve and worship god when we have all that that freedom and i say absolutely not absolutely not what if you look at it starts with work and this is the way to do it. This is the way I've navigated um, in the last couple of years. I've navigated my life, is it starts with work. Um, but the, the root word for worship is, in the Hebrew is avada. The root word for service in Hebrew is avada. The wor- root word for work in Hebrew is also avada. Mm. So it not only finishes with greater levels of worship and service to God as we serve other people. But it also starts um, the way you, you the way you approach. And I wish I knew this, I had known this back when I had that job that I hated so much. The way, the way it starts is doing your work in the same spirit and the same worship as, as it is to God, doing all things to, or doing everything you do as if you're doing it for the Lord instead of man. Man, that's good. You know,
0: I mean, multiple times I've had on this, you know, show, you know, I've heard it so many different uh, times is, um, you know, your work is your worship and your worship is your work, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, that's awesome about the Hebrew word. I never knew that. That is good stuff right there, David. That's good stuff. Well, David, you know, kind of wrapping down uh, here, you know, what what are some of the projects that you're currently working on that's got you really excited right now?
1: Well, currently I'm 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 up to quite a bit. As as you said earlier, I kind of approached you and said, "Hey, I'm um, working on doing some things, and I'd um, be I'd love to come on the show." And we um, okay. what I've been doing the last um, six months or so, I'm starting to transition from um, the I laid. Last fall, I sold one of the businesses that I was in and um, started working on the my current business, which is a uh, marketing agency. And what we're doing, a lot of what we're doing on that is kind of a mixture between um, mixture between do it done for you marketing services and as well as coaching and um, training for a bit, just business coaching and training so what if we're currently in the i'm currently in the process of revamping and rebranding my website and launching that but as along with that we're releasing a um and writing and we're putting the final touches on a um, by the time this comes out it should be should be ready um but it we're putting together an assessment um, based on the course I teach called Biblical Entrepreneurship. And the assessment is basically um, a set of questions that um, measures, um, tries, attempts to put some measurement on um, how people live their spiritual life personally and how they operate in their business and kind of um, attempts to say, this is where you're at in your, in your faith personally, and this is how... Um, where you are in how you run your business or you act in your career um, for with combining faith in that so it's a basically an assessment where you can go in you can t- kind of put um, type in measure put some measurements from 1 to 10 and on the other side of it you you learn some areas of improvement or some areas of that you can celebrate on how how you're combining your faith and your Um, business or faith and your work.
0: Nice. And also you've got a podcast, if I'm not mistaken, coming out.
1: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Another project Uh,
0: that you're working on.
1: Yeah. In September, we're going to be launching a podcast called Christ in Business. And basically that is doing, we're exploring what, what it looks like to fulfill God's purpose in business. How, how can we intentionally reflect the heart, mind and presence of Christ in business? Nice. And, um, basically, uh, just talking through that. I have some guests coming on the podcast and, um, w- which, uh, I know I haven't cleared it with you, but I'd love to have you on, on as well. Um, but
0: I would be on ha- David. I'd be on have,
1: have some guests just to talk about some, some different aspects of business and aspects of work and faith and, um, just, um, start talking through some of those things.
0: Awesome. Well, I tell you, we need more and more podcasts like yourself, you know, uh, out there that you're coming out with Christ in business because, you know, I feel, you know, as we are, you know, coming around the end of days, all right. Uh, that, um, you know, the great transfer of wealth to, you know, the actually seeing people saved is, you know, it's not going to happen in churches. It's going to happen out there in the marketplace. And yeah. we need to have more and more people in business, you know, uh, Christ centered as well. So I think that's great. David, um, do this for me, you know, tell listeners what is the best way they can get in, uh, find you and, uh, reach out and connect with you.
1: Um, the best place to find everything that I'm involved in is my website, which would be David Robertson David Robertson biz. Um, if you go to, and I'm, I'm um, gonna give that assessment and everything for for your readers. If they go to davidrobertson.biz/sec, the Success Edge Community, um, then um, they'll have they'll have a link up to my um, LinkedIn profile and all my social media and find all, everything I'm doing there.
0: Nice sec, you heard it. That's good stuff. Well, David, uh, man, this has been a great interview, and it's just been a good twist on things, you know, from your view of success to how you approach it, you know, all the way to, you know, you sitting on the the middle of that seat, <laughs> <laughs> listening to some motivational tapes uh, that your dad was listening to. I think that's uh, what a great story, and you know, I love uh, the um, and I'm gonna get it right. The biz minister, no, golly the biz help me out here david the it's business tree business tree man yes i'm gonna get it right all right i promise business tree uh, <laughs> aspect that you covered right here and uh you know sec i'll have everything on the show notes for you guys uh about david but uh david thank you so much for being on the show and um man we'll call this a wrap my friend okay absolutely thank you tyler If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting thesuccessedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.